Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we talk about polygamy here, both early Mormon and current polygamy and polygamists. And today we're going to be talking about some Old Testament polygamists and show the unbiblical basis of Mormon polygamy. But first, if you or anyone you know is in polygamy and like to get out, you can call a Shield and Refuge ministry. Their webpage is on the screen and uh, ask for help. Or you can call the toll-free number 877-425-9993 and everything that you discuss, of course, will be held in complete confidence. If you would like to make comments about the show or if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv or give us a call at 385-240-2888. And now I'd like to introduce and welcome back once again, Earl Erskine, our here co-host. Here I am. Happy to be our, here. Our very special co-host. <laughs> um, on on the, the today's show, we're going to be talking about, like I said, some of the biblical polygamists, yeah. because we, always, we still get people who say, well, it's in the Bible. Uh, lots of things are in the Bible, but that, does, that doesn't mean that we're supposed to do them. But on the website on the screen, mormon.org, after an article that uh, on that website justifying Joseph Smith's polygamy, several comments were made by Mormon members. They were obviously people that that believe that no matter how many wrongs Joseph <laughs> Smith did, he was always right. We want to quote one of the comments uh, that one of those readers made about Mormon and biblical polygamy. Before I read it, let me just say that this is something that would make very much sense to would have made sense to me back in the day. His letter, and I think a lot of I think a lot of members would relate to this and believe this is true. Okay. At many times in the Bible, prophets were commanded to practice polygamy. Some of these prophets were Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, and Solomon. We know that plural marriage is a sin unless God commands us to practice it. In the Book of Mormon, the prophet Jacob tells the Lord's will on the subject. For there shall not any man among you have, save it be one wife, and concubines he shall have none. For if I will, saith the Lord of hosts, raise up seed unto me, I will command my people. Otherwise they shall hearken unto these things. In Jacob 2. So also, as the Lord commands his people, is it acceptable? So only as the Lord commands his people is it acceptable. The church leaders closely supervised the practice, and only those who had been authorized by the Lord were to practice it. In 1890, President Woodruff received revelation that plural marriage was no longer acceptable to the Lord, so the practice was stopped instantly. Anyone who practices polygamy now is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, as I read his comments, I thought that it was mind-boggling how many factual errors are in this person's comments. Now I know. Now you know, (laughs) and now I know too, because I wouldn't have known the difference. But the trouble is, you can tell when reading that he's just merely repeating what someone else has told him. He cannot have done his own investigations himself to discover if what he said is truth. 
One of the most blatant inaccuracies of the Mormon religion is that they undermine the Bible and then they proceed to misquote it. To them, there is absolutely no biblical authority over their beliefs because the Mormon scriptures have authority over their beliefs right. rather than the Bible. But God says the Bible is where it's at. Now, I have read literally dozens of comments and papers and speeches by Mormons and polygamists who claim that Isaac and Moses were polygamous. They say that because Joseph Smith said that. Even today, they parrot what Joseph Smith said without ever checking it out for themselves to see if what he said is true. And it's not true. We're going to begin with the quote in Doctrine and Covenants 132, verse 1. I, the Lord, justified my servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as also Moses, David, and Solomon, my servants, as touching the principle and doctrine of their having many wives and concubines. So, did Isaac have many wives and concubines, as Joseph Smith said he did? Now, this comment, the, the, the writer on the web page comment said that only as the Lord commanded his people was polygamy acceptable. Now, you already mentioned before you got started that as a Mormon, you would have believed that. Did you ever check the Bible no. out, the Genesis story? To Never see? checked it. And I've actually, knowing about this uh, little process we were doing here, I interviewed a number of people about these some of these questions that we'll be talking about today, and none of them ever looked into the Bible no to verify, checked never checked anything out. Just assumed that Isaac had... Just assumed he yeah, did. Yeah, just well, the, this writer on the website said, the church leaders closely supervised the practice and only those who had been authorized by the Lord were to practice it. Did you believe that too? Or did you think about it? I never thought about it actually. I assumed that many people did it and they just did it. Uh, some of the people, again, I talked to thought that it was by permission only or that it was a calling, mm. that's come up that's a, all, as a that's calling, ugly, yeah. but not, uh, that wasn't something I actually even thought about. And you know, I just figured anybody that wanted to just got extra wives. A lot of the people in the, in the Mormon church, even, even Gordon Hinckley one time said only two or three percent of the people lived polygamy, yeah. but he, either he was a prophet and knew better and lied, or he wasn't a prophet and was very stupid, because that is not true. Right. Mormon historians record 25 to 30 percent of the Mormon pioneers were polygamous, yeah. not two or three percent. And the last question is, he wrote, in 1890, President Woodruff received revelation that plural marriage was no longer acceptable, and it stopped instantly. Yeah, now, I, that's a lie. It didn't stop for 14 more years. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I, assume, I knew that they got the ones that had polygamous wives uh -huh. got to keep them. Heber J. Grant, I guess, the right. last prophet had that three. had them. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I just assumed that it stopped in 1890, like they said it would. Okay. Did you now realize that? The, did you realize that the manifesto was not a revelation, but was only a declaration? And not nobody that I talked to knew that it was a revelation. Uh, th everybody thought it was a revelation. Interesting. And isn't here it? Is in the pro in the Doctrine and Covenants, it's called a. It's declaration. a declaration. There's not declaration. the word revelation is not even part no. of what is recorded. Now we've discussed biblical polygamy several times in our program, particularly for the reason to determine if it was something that God commanded, as Joseph Smith said. In the past, we've considered the first marriage, Adam and Eve, and discovered that God's model for mar marriage was one man and one woman. We talked about Lamech, who was uh, the first polygamist in yeah. the Bible, whose ancestor was Cain, and Cain was under a curse, Genesis 4.11, and he went away from the presence of the Lord, Genesis 4.18, and there he lived, and 
and his descendants lived and died away from the presence of the Lord. And in his, this tradition of Cain, Lamech was also a murderer, and he's the first polygamist. Now, is this a good, positive model for so polygamy? <laughs> but what about Isaac? Joseph Smith pronounced that God justified Isaac for living polygamy. Now, let's read section 132, verse 37. Abraham received concubines, and they bare him children, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Which doesn't sound like a Bible thing. But because they were given unto him, and he abode in my law, as Isaac also and Jacob did none other things than that which they were commanded. But in Jacob chapter 2, verse 24, in the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith wrote that God says their polygamy was abominable. So which is it? Righteous or abominable? Heber C. Kimball said this, Do you suppose that Joseph and Hiram and all those good men would associate with those ancient worthies if they had not been engaged in the same practices? They had to do the works of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in order to be admitted where they are. They had to be polygamous in order to be received into their society. You have to go to heaven to live polygamy. Yeah, that's what that's he's right. saying. Now, it's too bad that Heber C. Kimball and the others didn't know their Bible better before they started prattling on about what it teaches. There are just a couple of quotes uh, that we mentioned that from Mormons who wrongly taught that Isaac was a polygamist. However, when we read the entire account of Isaac, Rebecca, who is his wife, was his first love and was his one and only wife. And, and you can read the entire Bible and you won't find where Isaac had more than one. No biblical genealogy tells us that Isaac had more than one wife. Even more profound is that Isaac's wife, Rebecca, was unable to have children the first 20 years of their marriage. Normally, in that culture, if a wife was unable to have children, then the husband could take another wife or concubine to have children for him. But Isaac didn't do that. Rebecca was his one and only. So Joseph Smith blew it when he <laughs> claimed that Isaac had plural wives. And a true prophet of God would have known that. Isaac did not practice polygamy, but his twin sons, Jacob and Esau, did. And we're going to take a look at Esau's polygamy on this show. Now, according to Genesis chapter 26, you can pick up your Bible and read it for yourself, verses 34 through 35. Esau, when he was 40 years old, he married two women, and Esau became a polygamist. And in Genesis 28, 9, we read that Esau took a third wife. Now, the polygamists live polygamy because polygamy is in the Bible, they right. say. right. Now, you can search every verse and every passage looking for even a hint that God commanded Esau's polygamy, but you won't find it because it's not there. In fact, what we do find is that Esau's plural wives were a source of grief to his parents, <laughs> Isaac and Rebekah, and we quote Genesis 26. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, daughter of Barry <coughs> the Hittite, and also Basemuth, daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. So right here we have a negative statement about Esau's 
polygamy. We don't see a positive approach to polygamy in the Bible or a command from God approving of it. Instead, the stories record polygamy as unfavorable. The Bible is its own best interpreter, so let's look at the New Testament and its interpretation of Esau's <laughs> sexual activities. This Hebrews. is Hebrews 12, verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Okay, so now we have something said in the New Testament about Esau's Old Testament sexual activities. Yeah. Now the word fornicator means sexually immoral. And the word profane means common or opposite of holy. Esau is described as a sexually immoral person and his polygamy did not make him holy to God. And the information that God reveals about Esau's sexual immorality is that he had three wives. Yet again, the biblical example of polygamy is a negative one. And again, we find another polygamist in the Bible where God did not command or condone polygamy. And not only that, we discover that polygamy is labeled in the New Testament as fornication. How can that be considered a good biblical example on which to base the practice of polygamy? Esau's father Isaac was not a polygamist as Joseph Smith and other Mormon polygamists taught. Rebecca, Isaac's wife, was unable to bear children, but Isaac did not do the culturally acceptable thing and take another wife to bear children for him, and Esau took his plural wives, and they were a heartbreak to his parents. So what kind of an example is <laughs> yeah. that for biblical polygamy? Yeah. Now, there is conversation um, among pro-polygamists justifying polygamy with a statement that Jesus Christ himself came from polygamist heritage. Okay? Yeah. They seem to think that because Abraham and Jacob were polygamists and because they were all, they are all in the family tree of Jesus, that polygamy is okay almost to the extent that perhaps Jesus wouldn't have been born if Abraham and Jacob weren't polygamists. I've heard him say that. Interesting logic, I guess. Now, this is a wrong interpretation of the biblical record and of God's intention for the Messiah to come and save people from their sins. God did not need Abraham or Jacob to be polygamous in order for Jesus to be born. And proof of that is very easy. Jesus' lineage was from Abraham's first and legitimate wife, Sarah. And Jacob's first and legitimate wife was Leah, who was the mother of Judah, and that's the family line to Jesus. Didn't need the other wives. Didn't or, need yeah. the other wives at all. They came from the first wives. Polygamy did not help bring Jesus into the world. As for Jesus being born from polygamous ancestors, his ancestry also included people who lied. <laughs> yeah who were idolaters and worshipped false gods, people who were murderers. Jesus' ancestry included all kinds of sinners who committed all kinds of sin. But does that bring us to a conclusion that all sinful behavior is okay yeah. to God? No. So the argument doesn't stand. Jesus was born to save sinners, not to justify our sin. And Jesus himself proclaimed monogamy as God's original and continued plan for marriage. And that has never changed through the centuries. Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 and through 6, and 1 Corinthians 7, verse 2 are good examples. Now, there are several chapters in the Bible 
that covered Jacob's life, including his two wives and his two concubines, and we'll talk about them more in the future uh, and give more details about it. Uh, we do have a book that we give out for free. It's called Is Polygamy Biblical? And we have these things in this book. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of it, go to the website and, and ask for it for free. We'll mail it to you for free. It gives you information about what we cover here, plus, uh, plus a little bit more. But uh, hopefully doing it on the show will help our newer viewers Viewers and our younger viewers who who perhaps hasn't been fed the lie. That was very helpful for me. Yeah, I, it was it was something I had to do when yeah. I when I first became a Christian. I had to know why about polygamy in the Bible. Yeah. it drove me nuts because <laughs> I had been taught so wrong all my it's life. A good, it's a good read. As they uh, say. And yeah, just because it's in the Bible doesn't yeah. mean that God condoned it. Um, so, so just because polygamy in the Bible means absolutely zero, that only serves to prove how sinful we are, actually, and how Jesus condescended to be born amongst a race of obnoxious sinners. <laughs> but remember, Jesus was born of a virgin. He did not inherit human sinful nature. He came for one reason, to die for sinful man. The perfect person died for sinners. Why? John 3.16 teaches us that those who will believe in Jesus, who alone brings salvation to those who believe, those believers will not perish. So obviously, people who die as unbelievers will perish. Polygamy cannot keep people from perishing. And yet, that's kind of the way they teach polygamy is. Yeah. The polygamous false teachings could interpret John 3.16 to read something like this. This was hard to read. <laughs> it's, it's hard to read, yes. For God so loved the polygamist that he sent his only begotten Son to also live polygamy, so that whosoever believeth in polygamy and also lives it shall become gods in the celestial kingdom. Now that's right out heresy. Yeah, it, is. It, it obviously is. And we're certainly not believing that. And of course, polygamists believe that Jesus lived polygamy as well. They taught that. I was taught that growing up. But, and even though no polygamist has ever printed that in so many words, it is precisely what they believe. And it's dead wrong. Hmm. Truth cannot successfully be built upon the foundation of a lie. And Jesus said we must worship God based on truth. And we want to discuss some comments from pro-polygamists about polygamy. And, uh, and, and, and we'll comment from Earl's LDS viewpoint and my own former polygamist group uh, viewpoint. Now, viewers who are watching the show, we have people who are Christians, people who are Mormon, people who sure. are polygamists, people yeah. who are, are just interested <coughs> and, and don't have any leaning. Um, you need to realize that we were taught growing up in the polygamy group that polygamy was everything. It was the beginning, it was the end, it's the middle, it's our eternity. We're nothing here and we're nothing there if we don't practice plural marriage. That's what I was taught. And, and, and as we read in, in um, what Warren Jeff said, that the priesthood is polygamy. Yeah. Section 132 tells us the priesthood is polygamy. That's what the priesthood is. And even, even Joseph Smith said that. So Warren Jeffs had his basis from that. So when we talk about these things, you have to remember we're coming from that background as we make mention of these things. Now, we talked about the Messiah was born through a polygamist heritage, so God must have accepted polygamy as being okay. What would you say to somebody who said that to you as a, more, as a former know, Mormon? Yeah, 
I would have thought that he was came through the polygamist heritage because of the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what I understood. I may be naive with all of this. I just didn't think about it. You know, 1890 came, and I knew that I might live polygamy in the, in the hereafter, but it isn't something that I think is talked about very much. It wasn't anything that I really analyzed and thought about yeah. Jesus being in a polyg whether he came from polygamist heritage or yeah. not. And, and you mentioned the beginning of of the Mormonism, um, which is where where the foundation of Mormonism begins, and that's the same with polygamy groups. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Our foundation is exactly the same. Yeah, up to eighteen ninety. But all the same. Christianity's salvation goes back to Jesus. Yeah. Not two hundred years ago, two thousand years ago, yeah. and that's what counts because. Our, our doctrine has to be based on the foundation of truth or it's reject, it's, it's not of God. I guess I'm trying to say that as a, a, a Mormon in mainstream Mormonism, they since 1890 yeah. happened, it's not really a, a, a point of discussion. Where I can see in your polygamous yeah. group, there had to be a continual re-evaluating, uh, re re-affirming re the belief of polygamy and why it's there and, and going in and justifying it through the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have well, that's to what, deal with that. That's what Joseph Smith did. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I didn't have to deal with that. And I, I didn't know because Joseph Smith practiced polygamy. I knew Brigham oh, Young yeah. did. But <laughs> see, I, and now the church has admitted that he did and yeah. has taken many wives. And, and a lot of people, so much I don't know. And I, I felt well read. As a Mormon. And you probably were I as a Mormon. I studied probably all the well Mormon read. doctrines and the, you know, mm -hmm. the gospel, the salvation books, all the books. <laughs> what would you say to someone who would come up to perfection. me, which they've done, and accuse me of being ungrateful because I'm here today only because of polygamy and here I am bad-mouthing it? <laughs> because that's true. My, my mother and father were polygamists. And then you go back into Mormon history and yes, I have polygamist heritage. But I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for polygamy, so why am I talking against it? That's an interesting... I'm here because of polygamy. I have most, Yeah, most seventh or, or long generation Mormons yeah. are. Yeah. But, but the thing is, uh, God isn't bound by sin. No. He's not bound by disobedience. And yeah. Jesus, is, um, Jesus even confirmed that God's model is monogamy in yeah. Matthew 19. Um, well, and Adam and Eve and Noah, they just had one wife. They had one wife, and right. God's model is monogamy. So God was. works through disobedience. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't condone it. He doesn't condone sin. But he often uses people who have been there and done that to testify against it yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and then one more thing that maybe we can discuss for a minute. The Mormon church brags, <laughs> and it's almost the same thing. They brag in their <clears throat> in one of their uh, essays that great LDS members and LDS leaders wouldn't be here today and do the, all the wonderful Mormon works that they've been doing if it hadn't been for faithful, committed polygamists in their early Mormon heritage. And oh, so they're wow, using yeah. that as a you know as a justification for their polygamy. Yeah, I think as time goes on and we get further away from 1890, I think that dilutes a little bit, but certainly the Youngs and the Grants and the the Smiths, and we've had so many Smith presidents, you know, mm -hmm. over the years, uh, that all of them had these roots in, in 
in polygamy, so I would think that they they would at least feel that they owed a lot to polygamy. That to, they owed a lot to, to polygamy, and yeah. so polygamy was okay. What they're trying to do is make it sound like polygamy was okay, because look at the wonderful yeah. things that's happened because of it. Well, but that's, that's not... what we believe. Polygamy was okay, and right. but the, law, the laws of the land outlawed it, and so we'll practice it again in heaven. Mm. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the culture believes that God needs evil. And that he needs the devil, because without evil, we wouldn't understand or appreciate good. And we have a quote. Yeah, this is from John Taylor in the Journal of Discourses. Why is it, in fact, that we should have a devil? Why did not the Lord kill him long ago? Because he could not do without him. He needed the devil and a great many of those who do his bidding, just to keep men straight, that we may learn to place our dependence upon God and trust in him and to observe his laws and keep his commandments. So since they believe that God needs evil, of course they can easily be moved to believe that God needed polygamy to bear godly children. But yeah. that's not true. God tells us his purposes cannot be thwarted. Polygamists are not needed to fulfill uh, <laughs> God's plans. And during the times when polygamy would have been more easily fulfilled his plans, he, like you said, <laughs> Noah and Adam and Eve, he preplanned monogamy, Genesis chapter 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Okay, so there they are, Adam and Eve. And he didn't bring multiple wives to Adam at that time to produce the earth faster, to populate it faster. One man for one woman. God never needed polygamy. He never required it at any time. And it's frustration, frustrating that this Bible, this culture rejects the Bible, uh, and then they want to twist it to validate it, uh, make it validate uh, their beliefs. It, it, all other times they refuse to acknowledge it as their spiritual yeah. um, authority for truth. But bare bones honesty insists that you use the Bible, all of it or none of it. Picking and choosing as if it's a buffet table indicates <laughs> a total lack of integrity and twisting it to fit false teachings and bring others into false doctrine. And if you want to know what God thinks about that, read Matthew chapter 23. The Bible was given to man from God. No one has the right to place a disclaimer on God's word like Joseph Smith did, and Mormonism still does. We have no authority. We don't have the wisdom to place our own thoughts alongside or equal with God's words. And so to say something is true <laughs> that the Bible says and lie, is lying about like it. Like that beginning quote that we did. It was just so full of errors. It yes. was just amazing. And I didn't realize it then. And in these kind of interviews that I did with people, um, I was so surprised at how little they've spent time in the Bible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that personally from myself, that how little time I spent in the Bible. If I ever felt like I needed to read scriptures, it went. I went to the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, or, or very to, disappointing that they don't know the Bible better. They only know what they're told that it says. I remember yeah. I used to say, well, the Bible says God helps them who helps themselves. And then when I was studying the Bible, I looked for it and it wasn't <laughs> there. <laughs> so, And that's what a lot of people do. They say, well, the Bible says, and yeah. they don't really know if yeah. it says it or not. That's true. 
Okay, so we'll do more biblical polygamy as time goes on. Yeah, Thank you again, Earl. Very fascinating. We're highly critical on this show of false teachings and false teachers. For that reason alone, we're not very popular with the people who want political correctness. Let's just be tolerant. Actually, Jesus was very intolerant of false teachers. He called them vipers and ferocious wolves and hypocrites and godless and condemned. Our purpose is to help those who want to get away from false religious doctrine and false religion and we we don't force those uh, that we help to accept what we believe. They've had enough of that coming out of polygamy or Mormonism. But we do patiently and lovingly present them with the, the, the truth which far outshines the lies that they have been force-fed. Uh, we always want you to know that they're free to believe what they want because God is all about freedom of choice. See you next time on Polygamy. What love is this? This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.